Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Welcome, Crossbridge. Good to see you in Peru, Ottawa, online. It's great to, great to be back with you. And uh, it's, it's always fun. You know, I've been cl- I was flying in uh, once a month from Columbus, Ohio. It's about a one-hour flight. I'm flying in now from Phoenix. So I get the prize for coming the farthest distance to church today, okay? Yeah, all right, all right. But really, uh, uh, I'm just glad to be here. And when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. So... I'm wearing a Chicago White Sox. Any White Sox fans? Yeah, I know. You guys are in mourning right now. I know. But hey, you made the playoffs, right? So are there any Cubby fans out there? Cubby fans? Yeah, okay. How about the Bears? Any Bears fans? Okay. Anybody? Blackhawks? Huh? A few. Okay. What else am I missing? The Bulls, Bulls, how could I miss the Bulls? Bulls fans, okay. Hey, I'll tell you what, on the count of three, just yell out your favorite team. One, two, three. Sounds like some enthusiastic fans. And you know what? If with a little bit of persuasion and the right setting and the right situation, I could join you in rooting for your favorite team. I could be a fan. But I want you to know something. There's another team that I'm just not a fan of. I am a follower. (laughs) Boo, yeah, right? You know that being from central Ohio, but I'm not just a fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm committed. I am all in. They are my team. I'm a follower of the Buckeyes. So what does all this mean? This is what this is about. This is about being authentic. Are we going to be authentic followers of Jesus? I love your value, encouraging authenticity. But we've got to be authentic intentionally about Jesus. I love what uh, one of your staff said to me. He says, you know, we're not this, that, the other. We just try to be good at Jesus. That's a great line. And that's the way we need to live. But if we're just a fan, a fair-weather fan, it may not always work out. And that's the question I want to ask you. Are you a fan? Are you a Jesus fan or a Jesus follower? That's what we want to consider for the next few minutes here today. And I want you to get your Bibles out, and I want Jesus to tell us what that means. Because... I can give you some ideas of what genuine authenticity is, but Jesus is the one who really tells us because authenticity is one of the highest values in our culture today, right? I mean, people may not even agree with you, but if they feel like you're being real and authentic with them, they'll hang in there with you a while. So in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is speaking to the crowd. He's got a lot of fans that showed up for his message. But he knows that things are going to get tough. And he wants to know who's going to stay with him when the going gets tough. 
So he says says some words here that I think are appropriate for us here today. Let's, Matthew chapter 7, let's start with verse 15. First of all, he talks about how you can distinguish a Jesus fan from a Jesus follower. Here you go. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down, thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Now, let me just say, Jesus isn't advocating that we go around judging people. What he's saying is there's a pretty good way how you can identify whether somebody is just interested in being my fan and whether they're committed to being my follower, the fruit of their life. Another way of saying it is not just how you present yourself. It's what you produce. So I've got two apples up here. One is authentic, (laughs) and one is a poser. It's not the real deal. So I want to take a vote here. How many of you vote, this is the real apple? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. This is the real apple. Okay. Now, put your hands up. The rest of you, you would say this is the real apple, okay? That's about 50-50. So you really can't tell, huh? It's not how you present yourself. It's what you produce. And the only way you'll know is if I take a bite out of this. (laughs) No. Here's the deal. When life takes a bite out of you, are you hard, critical, mean, bitter? Are you sweet, nourishing, and life-giving? Jesus says you can talk all you want, but it's how you produce, what you produce. On the way into the flight today, we were taxing, on the runway, and I thought, okay, I'm going to get to Ottawa on time. It's going to be okay. And the pilot came on and said, "Uh, folks, we're going to look for another gate before we can take off. And I'm going, no, Mr. Pilot, you want a runway, not a gate, (laughs) right? So I didn't know what was, I was about in the middle of the plane. There was evidently something that went on in the back of the plane. And uh, sure enough, there was a family that got on. The flight attendants helped them get their seats, getting the whole family together on a very full flight. But evidently, this woman said something, and she flipped off the, the flight attendant, and I mean one thing led to another, and here we go. So pulled into the gate. Security comes on, escorts. I felt so sorry for those kids having to walk off the plane with their parents acting like that. And I just thought, 
wow, there's some bad fruit right there. And, and I'm not trying to put myself up as an example, but I felt so sorry for those flight attendants. And so about halfway through, I took a break, get the back of the plane to use the restroom. And I, there were a couple of them sitting back there. And I said, ladies, I just want to thank you for what you're doing. These are really hard times. And I appreciate the way you work to make flying comfortable for us. And uh, thank you, you know. And they acted so appreciative. Like, they don't get that kind of thing very much. But I thought to myself... That's how you know. In this age where everybody's all teed up, short fuses, man, when you can offer love and patience and understanding, it goes a long ways. We're talking about authentic followers of Jesus, right? It's not how you present yourself, it's what you produce. Well, Jesus goes on, he says, you know, it's not just about recognizing this. He starts talking to each one of us. He brings you and me into the conversation here. Check this out. If you call yourself a believer, you call yourself a Christian here, check this out. Not everyone, verse 21, he says, who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We perform many miracles in your name. That's a pretty impressive list in my, in my book. But Jesus says, I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. So according to Jesus, and Jesus would never lie to us. He's going to tell us what it means to be an authentic follower. The defining characteristic of his followers is that they walk their talk. From Jesus' standpoint, it's not what you say, but whether you obey. Did you know Jesus used the word obey 565 times in his teaching? I think that Jesus is pretty serious about this importance of obey, of doing what you say you're going to do. You know, this pandemic has shaken a lot of things loose, and it's done a lot of exposing of what's really going on in people's lives and families and businesses in our nation and in the church. And people are, have no time for Jesus' fans. They want to know, are you an authentic, real follower of Jesus? That's what communicates. That's what attracts them. It's the spirit of Jesus in you and me. And he's looking for, he's not looking for Christian posers, right? He's looking for men and women, young people, who will put their money where their mouth is, who will put their time and their efforts and their sacrifice. He's exposing the Jesus fans who talk the talk from authentic Jesus followers who really walk the talk. So Jesus then kind of says, because there's probably somebody here who feels like, well, you know what? I'm not a hypocrite. I don't claim to be this, that, and the other. At least I don't claim one thing and do another. But Jesus includes every one of us. Watching online, here, wherever you are, he includes us all in in these next few words about authenticity. Check this out. Verse 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, 
like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, floodwaters rise, winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. What is the life of a an authentic Jesus follower look like, act like, live like. Here's the bottom line. It's not just what life you build. It's how you build it. You see, Jesus isn't interested so much in what your house looks like. He is interested in how you've built that house. He's not interested in you know, the color of your skin, your background, your pedigree, what you've done, what you haven't done, your education or where you've been. It's are you building your life on the right foundation? Any builder will tell you if you don't get the foundation right, you can have a most beautiful house and it will be condemned. It's worthless. The same is true for his followers. You know, Jesus has a very diverse family, doesn't he? Aren't you glad we don't all have to look and act and sound the same? But we all have one thing in common, and that's we love Jesus. First time I came, I met one of your members, and I love the way he not only plays the guitar, I love his heart, and you know him. I want Jimmy Angel to come on the stage here. Welcome Jimmy up here. Yeah, buddy. You know, we don't even look like we're from the same family. I mean, you know what? We are so, look so different. The house is so different. But we got the same foundation, right, buddy? That's right. Amen. And so as I've gotten to know Jim, and he is the real deal. I thought, who can I bring up who would illustrate authenticity? A genuine follower of Jesus. Buddy, you are. You just, Jesus just oozes from you. In your conversation, your smile, you're so humble. I love everything about what you demonstrate, Jesus. But we were talking uh, when I was here last time, and I was thinking about this. I asked you if you'd share, because you shared a story with me, how what the impact of that kind of authenticity, without even, you know, trying to be this soul winner, you just authentically be Jesus, because you're being real. And tell me, tell the folks that story you told me. It's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, work, I was working on a pipeline. It was about five or six years ago. And um, it was all the way out in Indiana, so I drove out the first day. And um, I met the guy that I was going to work with, and his name was John. And John had a horrible mouth. On, and I'll, if I'm honest with you guys, normally I want to be like that too because I want to fit in with him. But this time God said to me, no. And so that day went on, and um, the next day on my way to work, I felt like God said to me, you're going you're gonna to give this guy a new name. Hmm. And I said, what am I going to call this guy? And he said, his name's John. You're, you'll call him 316. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. So, I mean, and let me tell you, John was, he was a giant. I mean, this guy was huge. And so when I got to work, I, I went straight to him and I said, hey, hey, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a new name. And he said, 
What the blank are you going to call me? And I said, 316. And he was like, what's that? And I said, you don't know what John 316 is? And he said, no. I'm like, that's like one of the best Bible scriptures in the Bible. So I told him, you know, that, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that if we would believe in him, that we would have everlasting life with the Lord. And he was like, whatever. And then he went to the other side of the site and I wanted him to know that it, it wasn't just me saying that it was real. So I sent him the scripture on his phone. I sent him the, the scripture. And about a half an hour later, here he come. And I was thinking, oh, here we go. But it really freaked me out because John said to me, he said, you can send me those. And, and I said, what? He's, I'm like, you want me to send you Bible scriptures? And he said, I do. He said, nobody's, nobody's ever stood up to me or talked to me like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, John, you don't have to talk like that for me to like you. I mean, I, I think you're cool anyways. <laughs> and um, so a couple days later, John came to me and he said, um, do I have to be baptized to make it to heaven? I said, no, John, you just, you have to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and like believe it, like as real as we're standing here. And... Um, and none of us are good enough to go to heaven, I said, not even the preacher. I said, we get to go to heaven because God gives grace to us and he, right. and he lets us. Right. And, you know, and from then on, um, John called me Jimmy, my angel, instead of Jimmy Angel, which was yeah, really cool, awesome? you know. That's great. But, yeah, that is cool. And I really dug it, too, you know. But, um, and then a few weeks later, John came to me and he said, you know, um, you know the job's winding down, so I'm going. And um, he said, um, hey, I want to give you something. So he said, I know you wanted this iron worker's hard hat like this. I heard you talking. And he said, I knew you wanted one. And he said, this, this is my first one that I ever had. And I, I want you to have this. Isn't that awesome? And, um, That's great. Yeah, John, and me and John still stay in touch. And, uh, but it, it meant the world to me that um, I could just touch him, like, without even really knowing it. But... God used me, and it was, it was really yes. cool. It's because you are so full of Jesus' spirit. When he took a bite out of you, look what came out. It was good stuff. <laughs> I love you, my brother. Amen. Amen. That's good. Love you guys. So here's the deal. I asked you a question at the very beginning, right? I said, are you a fan or a follower? That was a kind of a fun question because we had sports memorabilia, but I want to zero it in a little bit more personally. I want to break it down with three more questions. And this is just between you and Jesus. I want you to just have a conversation with Jesus about this, right? Ask yourself honestly, here's the first question. What is the fruit of my life? When life takes a bite out of me. Think of the last time it did. It may have been today. But I guarantee you in this fallen world, in this culture, it's going to happen. What comes out? Are you like Jimmy? You just, even the hard, crusty people, you're loving on them. You're being real with them. You're not taking them on as a project. You're just, 
I just love Jesus, and that's real, and people are desperate for that. Are you influencing people towards Jesus or away from him? What is the fruit? Are you a poser, or are you the real deal? Okay? Second question. Am I walking my talk? If you know Jesus here today, just repeat after me. Jesus is my Lord. I can't hear you. I still can't hear you. Okay, okay, okay. Now I'm starting to believe you. Sound like just about everybody here. But Jesus says, get ready. I don't care how many times you say I'm first in your life at church. If your lifestyle doesn't back it up, it doesn't mean anything. Jesus said that. Obedience is very important to Jesus. So the question is, are you walking your talk? In your lifestyle choices, would you be happy with Jesus being right there every conversation, every decision, everything you did. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's what Jesus is interested in. Are you a fan or are you a follower? Third question, am I building on the right foundation? Now the question isn't, am I building a nice life? question is, am I building on the right foundation? Because the world, hear me, the world is so focused on appearances, right? We're always tempted to spend our time and money and take our cues from the world and building a nice life. Who doesn't? What's wrong with a nice life for myself and my family and those I love? I want to build a nice life. That's the goal. That's the American dream. Jesus says, that's a poor investment because it doesn't last and it ultimately does not satisfy. So take it from somebody who's been around a while and I've walked through a lot of people that built on the wrong foundation and I saw a storm come along and just wipe them out. Don't wait for that. Start building on the right foundation. Jesus, the solid rock. Every decision, every relationship, He's first. He's the bedrock. It's all about him. And here's the good good news. When you build your life on Jesus, you can withstand any storm that life brings your way. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Holy Spirit, uh, we need you to apply this simple message today. Jesus, I I just want to confess to you that uh, there have been times in my life I haven't been the follower you deserve. There have been times I've tried to tell you what I want you to do been times I've been really on fire for you when things are going good and then I just kind of go quiet 
or back off or try to do things my own ability when things get tough. Forgive me, Lord. I want to be not just a fan of yours. I want to be a genuine, authentic follower. I pray for my friends watching online here today that you give them that kind of authenticity. And if there's anybody here with heads bowed and eyes closed, and it's just between you and the Lord, but sometimes it's helpful to just be accountable to somebody. If you're, you're here, you're watching online and you say, Pastor Marka, I, I, I'm more of a fan. If I'm honest, the fruit of my life, my level of obedience, I'm not building my life on the right foundation. I mean, I'm, I'm just not there, but I want to be. And I need to, I need to make, I need to renew that commitment to Jesus. I need to become an authentic follower. Would you pray for me, Pastor? Just, if that's you, just, just raise your hand. And let me acknowledge. God bless you. I see you, sir. Yes, I see you. Yes, right here and right here. Thank you. Over here to my right, anybody over here? Just, thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Amen. Back here in the back. Thank you. Online, if you're there, I see you. I'm going to join with you right now. If you're here, maybe, maybe you never have built your house on the right foundation. You can do that. It's never too late to start building the right way. And just say, I, I want to do that. I realize today that I need Jesus, the center of my life. And I want to make that commitment. Pray for me. Anybody here like that? Just say, count me in. I want to be that way. Anybody else? You're making that for Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I see your hands. Thank you, sir. All right, that's great. That's great. And, and online, if you, you're making that commitment, just, just make this your prayer. Let's just all kind of pray it together. Make it your own, but just say something like this. Jesus, just forgive me for, for what I've done. I've been so foolish. I've been so self-centered. Forgive me. Show me what it means to be a genuine follower of you. That's what the world needs. That's what I need. I want to just let you shine through me. I welcome you. That verse that Jimmy quoted is my promise. I believe in you, Jesus. I trust in you. I can't do this in my own ability. I need you to come and do in me a new work right now. Just make that your prayer. Just say, here I am, Jesus. I'm yours. Help me walk this out every day. And we'll thank you, Lord. In your mighty name we pray, Jesus, and we all said, Amen, amen, amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.